Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has a food. very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get- for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. This is Stacking the Box, your free agency coronavirus version. Our insider, Matt Verderam. And the big news is just incredible. Not surprising, but yet incredible Tom Brady is leaving New England. 20 years, six Super Bowls, the GOAT. For whatever reason, they could not get together. Once he put his house in the market last August, Bertram, it was kind of obvious if you're reading the tea leaves that this was coming, but it's still jarring that Tom Brady's going to be in another jersey next year, for me at least. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know that I even feel like maybe if it was obvious we read the tea leaves. I mean, like, yes, you could certainly go back and, and look at certain things, and now that you know he's leaving, say, oh, okay, you know, but – I think a lot of people, including myself, really even as, as late as a couple of days ago, felt like, yeah, you know, he's probably going to end up back in New England. When we saw Tannehill sign, I really thought, well, that takes away maybe his best option to go play for Tennessee and Vrabel, of course, guy I played with with the Pats. Um, but, yeah, this is a historic day in the NFL. It is 20 years, the greatest quarterback ever, leaving New England. And now we'll see where he ends up. It's Tampa, it's the Chargers, and we talk about that. But, yeah, uh, look, it's It's fascinating. I'm curious to see where the Pats go from here. And if Belichick or Brady, if one of them has a lot of success now and the other one doesn't, that's always going to be part of this thing. And that that's really interesting to me. Well, let me just start right there. People like to have that argument. Who is more important, Belichick or Brady? And you can make the argument that going forward, maybe Belichick has more value to the Patriots since Brady's going to be 43 in August. Right. But don't tell me that the coach ever has more value than the quarterback. I'm not taking, trying to take anything away from Belichick, but of course it's the quarterback. And, and I, that conversation to me is just bizarre. I I kind of fall down on the idea of like, look, they need each other. And I think without each other, neither one of them is going to have a whole lot of success. That's my, I mean, look, we saw Belichick without Brady. Right. Now, he would not, uh, granted, he was a much younger coach. It was Cleveland. They were moving. I mean, there was a lot of things that went into that. But like when he had Vinny Testaverde, they were terrible. And then they were good for one year, and then they went back to being terrible. And then they moved, and he got canned. Okay. And before Bledsoe got hurt, they were terrible in New England. So I would agree with you. Like I think Brady's more important. But again, as you said, look, Brady's 43 years old. And can he have success? Yeah, he can have success. But do I think he's going to go win a couple of rings somewhere else? No, I don't. I'd be surprised if he does. No, but right, he's old. I mean, he's way past it. it, it exactly. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 rare that you see a superstar move around in his prime. But and I don't want to mix sports too much here. But like, no, wherever LeBron James goes in the NBA, the dude's going to be successful as long as he's not old. I mean, that would be the, if Brady had moved when he was thirty, he would have been right. incredible somewhere else. I, that's how I see it, at least. This that that conversation is just bizarre to me. What's your take, Matt? On how this went down. I mean, did Tom want to leave? Did the Patriots want him out? It seems like there's a, at least for me, I'm a little confused as exactly who wanted to do what here. Well, I think it was kind of a combination of, I mean, we've heard Robert Kraft now talk about the fact that really it was Tom just didn't really make any overtures, but I think it was also the Pats didn't make any overtures either. I think it was kind of Belichick and Brady were both ready to just kind of move on. That That's my feeling on it. I, you know, Brady, if they had wowed him and made some offer and wined and dined him, maybe he comes back, but that never happened. So I, I think, 
you know, if, if the Pats really wanted him back, if Belichick was really dying to have him back, you'd think he made that that big push. Never happened. And then with Brady, if you wanted to go back so badly, you think he would have sat down with Kraft and said, look, make me an offer. Let's do this. I think Brady's ready for a new challenge. And I think ultimately, uh, you know, the, the, the Pats are maybe ready to start not rebuilding, but retooling, if that makes sense. That's the big thing here. I don't know how you rebuild. Belichick's what, 67, 68 years old. Like, he's not sticking around for another 10 years. So it's, it's a very odd situation for New England. So before we move on to where he's going, and it's odd even to ask the question, like, what's his legacy? And his legacy is the GOAT. But I'll still say it. Like, when all is said and done, and you com- you look at the athletes that have played in New England, Bird, uh, the, the great you, – we can pick all the great Red Sox from Yaz to whoever – Ted Williams, whoever you want to name. Like, where does Brady go down in the region? Bobby Orr, you know, there's a million people we can name here. That's an, there's inc- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Incredible sports there. Like, where does Brady sort of sit? Oh, I think he sits right at the top. I mean, I, I, I look, Brady won six Super Bowls and went to nine. It's hard to put him anywhere other than at the top. He's he's had not only a generational career. I mean, you could argue he's the greatest NFL player ever, right? I mean, you, now, now look, you start getting into different positions, and while Jerry Rice is more dominant as a receiver than Brady, well, I mean, fine. But in, I mean, if you want to say maybe he's the most iconic NFL player ever, I mean, he's he's right there. If he's not, like I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he'd be right in that mix. So you know, him leaving. Yeah, you know, look, it follows in line. Like you said, I mean, guys like Bobby Orr playing for the Blackhawks and Michael Jordan on on the Wizards and Joe Montana on the Chiefs and I, Johnny Unitas on the Chargers. It's weird and it's like not right, but it happens all the time. I freaking hate it. And and maybe in like in the Niners case, okay, you've got Steve Young. It makes sense. In the Bulls case, obviously right. it made 0.0 sense. And like, I, I suppose you can make an argument in New England, well, you know, maybe we'll go out and get, I don't know, make a move for Cam Newton. We could talk about that coming up here. But, like, I don't want Cam Newton. If I'm a Patriots fan, I'd rather ride it out with Brady for the next one year, two years, three years. Uh, and and I'm, it seems like Robert Kraft wanted that, too. But he's kind of getting out of the way here. Uh, you know what? I agree. I think Brady, look, Kraft is like a second father to Brady. And, you know, you, that, that is one thing that comes up a lot when you talk to people about this is that that's the biggest surprise is that Brady would actually leave Kraft. Not so much to leave Belichick and McDaniels. I don't think he cared about either one of those things. By the way, if you're Josh McDaniels, that's rough. Could have had a head coaching job. Uh, decide, no, I'm okay. Now what? Now who? Jared Stidham's your quarterback? And he won't be, but for right now he is. I don't know if you're the Pats, and that's why I brought up Belichick's age earlier. Like, how long does Belichick go? Like, if this thing goes south and they have a quarterback that's not that good, they go 7-9 and nine next year. Like, does Belichick really want to keep doing this into his seventies? Now, son coaches with him, so that's part of it, right? He's got, you know, but I, I, I just I look at this if you're the Pats, and we don't have to go too far down this road, but for twenty years they've been the gold standard in the NFL, and certainly in the AFC, and then it's always been whoever Peyton Manning's been with, and usually Big Ben factors in, and Baltimore's kind of in the mix, and then obviously recently Mahomes and, and all that. They are not part of the conversation in the AFC anymore. On any real level. And that is a stark reality that people in New England are going to have to deal with. It is Kansas City, it's Baltimore, and it's everybody else. And that is just something that nobody's used to because it hasn't happened literally since Y2K. So if I'm New England, and I don't think that's going to be anywhere close to what they do, but for me, it sucked for Trevor. Tank for Trevor. Let's go. It's not right. It's not. But like, as far as the options. They're probably going to trade for Newton or trade for Dalton. You know, I, I, that's probably where this is headed. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, Winston's an interesting free agent, but can you imagine him throwing 25 picks with Belichick? Belichick could go out of his mind. Like, I, I can't, I just can't imagine that happening. I think Dalton makes some sense. Um, 
you know, he's a veteran guy. He knows how to play. You know, he's not great, but he's, he's gotten teams to the playoffs plenty. I, I can see him going there. Uh, you know, Bridgewater would have made a lot of sense, but now he's in Carolina. Um, I, I just think, I think they go out and they get that veteran guy. Like, does, does Belichick trade for Foles? I don't think so, unless Jacksonville takes on a ton of the money. You know, they just don't have the cap space to do that. But, I mean, that would be another option, I guess, technically. So, I don't know. I think if you're, if you're the Pats, this is uncharted territory. There's no there's no easy answer. Do you go out and get Jacoby Brissett? You trade, you get him back? They drafted him originally, but yeah. I don't know. All right, let's talk about uh, next up for Tom. Uh, Tampa is the Vegas favorite. Uh, a lot of people are saying the Chargers. Uh, I'd like to throw a wild card in there. Chicago could use a quarterback. I've been talking about that for three months now, seemingly. Which way do you think he's going, Matt? Uh, I think he'll go to Tampa. You know, I, I think I think ultimately they have a better offensive line. They've got the quarterback uh, guru, a head coach, and Arians. Not that Brady needs to learn off Arians, but you know, Anthony Lynn is a good coach. He's a ground the pound guy. He wants to run the ball, stay ahead of the sticks. Arians wants to throw the ball to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and OJ Howard. I think if you're Brady, that's just much more appealing. I also think it matters that Mahomes isn't in that division. Brady would never say that publicly. But look, you can go to the NFC South. The Panthers stink they're rebuilding. The Falcons are mediocre. The Saints are, are a very good team. But, you know, they, they're another team that has a 40-plus-year-old quarterback. So I think if you're, if you're Brady, like, how scared are you of that? Right? I, I don't think that that is all that daunting. Whereas, I don't think, and by the way, I want to make clear, I don't think it's a huge factor. But if there's a tiebreaker, I think, hey, look, that division is probably more winnable. Right? So, uh, I just think the biggest factor for me, though, is there's no tackles on the Chargers right now because he traded Okung. And they are in a situation where they have a head coach who wants to run the ball. And I don't think Brady wants to run the ball. The weapons are good on both teams. The weather is good for both teams. I think the offers will be about the same. But I think the head coach philosophy will really matter here. And I, and I think you know that might be the difference uh, for Brady going to Tampa. Uh, I'm going to take a flyer and say that he goes out to California for a number of reasons. Just lifestyle number one. He's got a house out there. Is I'm assuming his wife would rather be there. Uh, the Chargers, yeah, they sucked last year, but let's not forget they're 12 and four two years ago. So and lost to the Patriots in the playoffs, by the way. So I, I don't know what Brady thinks of the now Los Angeles Chargers, but I, that I, I think this is a lifestyle call right now for him. And the Chargers got a ton of weapons. So they do. They so do. They're, 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 that, the offensive line, I think, is a concern. But does he really size it up like, oh, the Bucks offensive line, the Chargers offensive line versus I'm going to live in Los Angeles. They're going to overpay the living daylights out of me. I think he will get more money there. Um, he's going to be and, – and the Chargers have the motivation to do it because God knows no one's coming to watch their games. So uh, if, I, if I'm betting between the two, I'll, tell, I'll take living in L.A., and just getting as far away from New England as possible, I guess, going home. I mean, that's totally possible. I, look, the one thing the Chargers have is desperation. Right Now, the Buccaneers have empty seats in that stadium every year. They haven't been to the playoffs in 13 seasons. Like, that matters. They're desperate, too, in their own regard. The difference is the Bucs don't have a new stadium they've got to sell PSLs in. And so the Buccaneers are not financially desperate. The Chargers are financially desperate. And the other part of this is the Buccaneers own Tampa Bay in terms of their football market. They're the only team. The Chargers are just a ridiculous afterthought in the NFL picture in, in L.A. because the Rams were there for you know 50 years before they moved to St. Louis and they came back. So the Chargers are more desperate. But I do think that offensive line thing matters. I really do. Like, if you saw Brady last year at the pack, he did not want to get hit. And with the Chargers, he's getting hit because he's in a division. The Broncos have one of the best pass rushes going. The Raiders have Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, which is an up-and-coming group. And then the Chiefs have Chris Jones and they have Frank Clark. The Buccaneers can protect, and there's not a ton of pass rushers in the NFC South. I also look at if if, uh, if I'm arguing for the Bucs, I look at the numbers that Jameis Winston put up if I'm Brady, and I'm thinking to myself, imagine how this team's going to be if I don't throw 30 picks, exactly. right? And so uh, he's got to have that in his mindset as well. And like as far as weather and enjoying your life. Tampa's not exactly terrible, uh, you know, so it's at least weather-wise, I suppose, at least somewhat similar 
to California. But I, I hate that he's in this spot. I also want to one more time throw the wild card in there of Chicago, who's apparently just going to sit there and overpay old tight ends and old guys to rush with Khalil Mack and do nothing that makes any sense whatsoever. But if you did throw a quarterback on there that knew what he was doing, the Bears would absolutely be in the mix to do it. And that would be a nice cherry on the top of that resume for to be the guy who led the Bears back to the Super Bowl and win it well, for the first time since 85. That'd be, that'd be an well, unbelievable end of a career. Well, let's get into it, though, with the Bears. Okay, so Cam Newton, he's getting traded. The Panthers have already put out basically his football eulogy, and uh, they they came out and said, "Hey, we we agreed to Newton get you know his his representation looking for a trade." Newton said that that's BS. I, you know, I, I didn't ask for a trade. This is what you want. Either way, he's getting traded. Okay, so let's just lead right into it. The Bears. That to me makes the most sense for you, the Bears. He is he is because quite honestly, he's a lot younger. He's a decade plus younger than Brady. Now, he's had injuries, but if, if Newton can bounce back from those injuries, he's a real quarterback. Like, he could be the answer to Chicago for five, six, seven, eight years. Because let's be real, they bring him in. The fact that they're looking at Nick Foles and they're sniffing around Andy Dalton and all these other, and they were sniffing around Bridgewater, they're done with Trubisky. I mean, they, they can sit there eight waves to Sunday and say they're not. We both know that's crap. They're done with Trubisky. So you might as well be really done with him. Go get Newton, trade Trubisky for 10 cents on the dollar, and move on. See, that's where I'm trying to wrap my head around what Ryan Pace is doing. So you're going to go out and you're going to sign a tight end. Who's gonna- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Be 34 years old, which is, uh, at best, if you want to be optimistic, a win-now move, and you're going to lodge him with Mitchell Trubisky? On the other side of it is, like, Hey, if you're going to go get a quarterback, then go get a quarterback and see how much money you have left after that. Like to yep. do it in, in this order doesn't make any sense. So it's which is why I'm just thinking like Ryan Pace is just incompetent because it seems like he's sticking with we're going to load up the defense, which they don't need help on or not nearly as much help. Yep. And, and, and we're going to go sign an old tight end and hope that that somehow cures the quarterback when he was just playing with Aaron Rodgers last year. One wide receiver and caught 38 balls, and everybody who watches him play every day says he doesn't care. And, he, and you know, Pace knew him obviously in New Orleans. It just doesn't that that part doesn't add up. No. Uh, as, as as far as Cam, do you think that you know what do you think he's worth? What do you, can Cam still play? What what are your thoughts? I think he's worth a, a mid round pick. I mean, I think that's what he's and, and I think he can play if he's healthy. But he's been hurt. He had the shoulder injury, then he had the foot injury. But to me, I, I would still take a shot on Cam Newton. And, and look, by the way, he's only signed four more years. So if this thing doesn't work out, so what? You move on. You're out of mid-round right. pick. Who cares? If you're Because I got news for Ryan Pace. Jimmy Graham is not saving you. And Robert Quinn, like he's a good player, Robert Quinn. But Robert Quinn's had one good year out of five. Okay? And that's fine. He's probably going to have some good years in Chicago because he's playing across from Khalil Mack. Like, you want to know why he had a good year in Dallas? Because he was playing across from Demarcus Lawrence. And that's right. fine. Like, so I get, I get Bears fans will go, yeah, but he'll have 10 sacks. So what? You could have signed Emmanuel Ogber, Shaq Lawson, he'd have 10 sacks across from Khalil Mack. Big deal. Like, why did you spend $70 million on that? I, look, they should go out and get Cam Newton. They should just get rid of Trubisky. Just a waste of time. Get rid of the distraction. Get rid of the noise. Just move him. Move him for a sixth-round pick and be done with it. Admit it's a disaster. Because if Newton comes in and you win 10, 11 games, your, your job is secure now. But if they don't get a quarterback and they roll Trubisky out there and they go out and they win six or seven games again, it's over. Like, pace is gone. They're not They're not going to roll with Trubisky after this year anyway. I, that would be the end of it anyway. You, you might as well go get Newton and roll the dice on a guy who won the MVP a few years ago and not Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I'm, the whole Ryan Pace being gone thing, that's a separate discussion. But I, I'm not convinced the Bears have any appetite to move on, even if they have a five, six win season with the head coach and or the GM. I think it would have to be one more after that to really build the anger up in Chicago. Outside of the Bears with Cam, Matt, uh, I mean, New England, is we mentioned, do you think the Raiders are in play here? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, if you're the Raiders, and they signed Mariota, or at least agreed to terms, can't sign him technically until Wednesday, and we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, I think they are an option, though, because if you're Gruden, like, let's let's just cut to the chase. Derek Carr's not winning you a Super Bowl. It's not happening. Like, nothing is, did Derek Carr get you the playoffs? Go in a game. But they're not, like, they're not competing in the AFC with Mahomes and Jackson and even Watson, although we'll get to the Texans here momentarily. But... You're in the AFC West. It starts with beating Kansas City. It starts with getting past Mahomes. There are cars not getting past Mahomes. Now, maybe you argue Cam Newton's not either, but Newton at least, hey, he's an MVP. He's still in the prime of his career if he's healthy. Like, Newton, I think you have a better argument that, look, if he has a really good year, maybe you have a year where you can win the division with Cam Newton. You have no shot with Derek Carr as long as Mahomes is upright. So, look, to me... I think the Raiders have to be involved. I think they've at least got to ask themselves, hey, is this a better situation for us than, than Derek Carr's? And the answer is yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I want to go – I want to talk about Teddy and the Panthers since we're talking Cam. Is this the right move for Carolina? Uh, I, I love the money on this. People are like, whoa, $20 million for Teddy Bridgewater. $20 million for three years in today's NFL? That's, that's not – that's, that's good value. And, and I like Teddy. I rock solid. I would have taken, I mean, to me, Teddy would have made a whole lot of sense in new England. I, I think this is a big win for Carolina. Well, listen, I, I think if you're Carolina, it's a bridge to the future at worst case. Great Best case, he comes in, he plays well. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Best case, he plays well and he's, and he's the guy. Right, he's still young enough to be that guy. I don't, I don't see him as that kind of guy. I see Teddy Bridgewater as Alex Smith, like that. That's what I see. Which is a good quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think you're always going to want to get a little better at the position, and so he gives you some options. Look, the Panthers are rebuilding. Okay, this is a full scale relaunch on their Matt Rules and a seven year deal. So there's no pressure on him. David Tepper, the new owner, they're they're going for the future. I think for both sides, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a good signing. He he reinvigorated his career in New Orleans last year when he went five and zero as a starter for Breeze. So, like, I think I think it's a good signing all the way around. I think it's a missed opportunity for teams like the Pats, uh, who look he's he's better than anything they've got. I think I think Bridgewater would have been great there, but they don't have the money. That's see that's the problem right now in New England. They tagged Joe Thune. They re-signed Devin McCourty eleven and a half a year. Okay, they re-signed Matthew Slater. They don't have the. That's why they lost Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy as well. See, as far as Teddy goes, missed opportunities. I'm dialing you up in that conversation to Chicago. That would have made a whole lot of sense for the Bears. Uh, if you're, unless you're going to go in on Cam and, and Andy Dalton. Come on, man. Seventeen million dollars for one year. Then where are you at after that? That doesn't. That doesn't add up. Uh, I and and for Teddy, it's a great story. Guy was dead and gone and has made a hell of a comeback, and now he gets an opportunity. And, and not a lot of pressure, too, uh, but who, who knows if he could turn that around or at least be a part of the turnaround in Carolina. Let's go uh, Let's go into the future, Matt. We got uh, – let's let's see your future be your future. Does that and include restaurants reopening? Is that the future? I sure as hell hope that that is the future, maybe in August. Uh, how are you doing, by the way, there, coronavirus? You all right? Oh, I, I, you know, I gotta tell you the coronavirus is, uh, it's no good, man. It's no good. It's stuck inside. I mean, obviously look, that's the least of everybody's problems at the moment. Right. But it's, uh, it's bad. You get Trump talking about July or August. Uh, he's trying to be optimistic. I mean, I was going to say, that's the thing that scares me is, you know, he's trying to be as optimistic as possible in July or August. That's, that's, I don't know, man, that that worries me. I don't want to see the country shut down until August. Well, we got to do as long as we need to do it. It would be my reminder to everybody. Of course. And the other side is the scariest thing that I heard today was people get it. They then test negative and then they got to test negative again, 48 hours to truly test negative. And then they've seen circumstances where a week later they get it again. So that's scary as hell, man. I'm not going to turn this into coronavirus podcast because no one wants that. I want to get away from that. All I'll say is. As much as I talked about hating the be inside, look, be a responsible American and stay away from people if you don't have to be near. Like, just don't look. I get it, man. Nobody wants to be isolated. It gives some people anxiety. It sucks. It's scary for some folks. I get that. But please, like, 
it will go away faster if we all just do our part. These people down in Florida who are on beaches. I mean, all these people should be pushing to the ocean. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I agree. It's unbelievable. Like, how, every single one of those people needs to be tested for, for any kind of a brainwave situation. But in any event, let's move on. Let's move on to into the future. Question, and, uh, is, question is, Matt, who, which team has improved most in free agency? Vernon, we'll start with you, and I'll give you my thoughts. So I'm actually going to pick a pair of teams out of the AFC, and, and they're both in the same division. I think the Bills and the Dolphins have done a hell of a job. Uh, really, look, the Bills have positioned themselves, in my opinion, to be the favorite in the AFC East now. Now, Josh Allen still scares me. Okay, still terrifies me because you never know what you're getting from him on a play-and-play-out basis. But they got a good offensive line. They re-signed Quentin Spain. They added Mitch Morse at center last year. Okay, they, they've done a nice job. They're Cody Ford coming in as a second-round pick out of Oklahoma a year ago. And if they want, they continue to build in a very strong rookie class. And then they look, they went out and they got Stephon Diggs. They've already got John Brown, who, who had a really good year last year. Cole Beasley is that third receiver now, not the second receiver. I like him a lot better in that that spot. Um, and then, you know, okay, they lose Shaq Lawson, and, and that, that hurts. But uh, they add Mario Addison, who had 10 sacks for the Panthers last year. I think the Bills have really gone out and done a nice job. And then the Dolphins, I'm not usually a guy who likes a lot of spending in free agency. I think it's a lot of wasted money. But Byron Jones, to me, is the kind of guy you pay. Prime of his career, really good player, elite position. They got him. Kyle Van Noy, I think, is a guy who's a leader. He's a winner. That's going to help turn that program around. Clayton Fedgelham, who comes over from the Bengals, people are like, who? He's a really good special teams player. He'll help them on all four of their special teams teams. So I, I like... I like what the Dolphins did. Now, does that mean they're going to go out and win 12 games next year? No. But if you add two into that mix and he's healthy, like that's at least an interesting team. They've got a ways to go. Don't get me wrong. But it's, And they, by the way, added Jack Lawson. They are all of a sudden an interesting team to me. They added Emmanuel Ogba. So they're, they're going to be markedly improved. And I think Brian Flores knows what he's doing. He should have them playing much better football. I like it. Uh, let me throw a couple other teams in the mix as well. First of all, congratulations to the Cardinals, who absolutely stole DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know who you want to deal with in life? You want to deal with people that don't know what the hell they're doing. Think back to uh, – Oh, we're going to get to that in a moment. I know. But so that's a that's a huge ad uh, for Arizona. So I just want to name them as one team that's done incredibly well. I also think the 49ers got great value for DeForest Buckner. You get a first-round pick, number 13 overall, uh, which gives the, the Niners a lot of flexibility and a team that's on the verge of being right there. We'll see what they end up doing uh, with the rest of their roster. But I think those two teams in particular uh, that have done well so far. And speaking of the Texans and Bill O'Brien, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, the, the question we have is how does he keep his job? Does your, your take here, Matt Verderham, how do you, how do you give a guy more power when he can't do the first part, which is be a good head coach? Yeah, he's terrible. Um, I, I don't have great analysis. I'm just going to kind of talk about what I think. Look, he he's a terrible, terrible general manager. He's a bad head coach. He's a terrible GM. I tweeted out yesterday, look, the Texans blew a 24 nothing lead in the playoffs when they were about to host the AFC title game, and that's somehow not the worst thing that's happened to them since 2020 became the calendar year. It is a disaster. Look, man, when that thing came across and it was like, Hey, Texans are trading for David Johnson. My immediate thought was, okay, it's a horrible contract. But the Texans have a lot of cat space. They're probably getting like a second or third round pick out of this. Okay, I get it. Fine, whatever. To attach DeAndre Hopkins in that trade and basically swap fourth round picks. you They essentially traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson's horrible, broken-down knees and his contract and a second-round pick. That is – and it's not like Hopkins is some malcontent. He's a 27-year-old, three-time first-team All-Pro, and he's got a deal that is very generous to the Texans or now to the Cardinals and has three years left on it. I'm not exaggerating when I say it. I'm 31 years old. That is the worst trade I've ever seen in the NFL. I, the Cardinals must have thought they were missing something. Like the Cardinals, I guarantee you at some point, Kime and Kingsbury got together and just said, are you sure that's what they're offering us? Are we, is, are we not throwing in like a first round pick? Like what's happening? Uh, the worst trade I've ever seen in the NFL. Right. He should have been fired yesterday. 
it would have been a bad trade if he was Antonio Brown's personality, right? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a guy you want in your room. If, I, if I'm Bill O'Brien, like, how do you call up Deshaun Watson and be like, yo, we got you a running back. You're, this is sweet. Who can't play. Right. Right. <laughs> totally shot. As far as, like, your own credibility in the locker room, which is one of the reasons why head coaches shouldn't be GMs, too. Yep. Because guys are going to have a huge issue bad, with it. Bad, bad bit of juju. Yeah. So this is I, – I, it's like – it's almost like, hey, will somebody please fire me so I can just go live this coronavirus time for however long it lasts on some island where I can just have my money. Dude, but, I'll tell you. Like, I really thought about the point you brought up. It's a good one. thought about it yesterday with Deshaun Watson. If you're Deshaun Watson, you're sitting there right now going, we've signed broken down Randall Cobb. We've got broken down David Johnson. We have no picks going forward. I get killed every game. What's that? I get killed every game. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. The line sucks. I get killed every game. Our defense ranked dead last for a good chunk last season. And we did nothing to fix that. Defense is still terrible. Okay. This is a franchise, by the way. That let Tyron Matthew walk right out the door. Like, this is a franchise that let Jadavion Clowney go for a third-round pick. And now, if you're watching, you're sitting there thinking, among all the things we already talked about, Hopkins is gone. Will Fuller's talented, but he's hurt every other game. What am I doing? If Will Fuller's not on the field, which, let's face it, he's he's never on the field. You have Randall Cobb and what? Brandon Fells and broken down. I mean, dude, that team... That is a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. And when you think about like what they could be, the, the Texans should be right there in the conversation for not just winning a Super Bowl, but could be just it could be we could have we could have Mahomes and Watson going on for years here. Uh, but it, I, it'd be amazing if they can hang around and be as competitive as they were last year. Let's move on to the Titans, who also lost their damn mind uh, and signed Ryan. Jamie's log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard, day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington says she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. And Tannehill to a $30 million deal. Uh, but I'll ask you the question, even though I just gave my opinion. Do you think they made the right move here with Tannehill? I know he had a good season, but come on. Uh, no, I don't think it's the right move. I would have tagged him. I'd have tagged him. I wouldn't let him go. I would have tagged him and said, look, if you can show me the last year is your every year, then I'll sign you. Then I think he is worth the money. So, look, is it possible that this bet works for them? Sure. But I led my column with this on Monday, and I wrote, look, this is the Titans' big bet. Is that He and Henry are going to lead them to the promised land because if they, if they don't, this thing's going to be a disaster. You can't pay a guy that much money and not be a contender year in and year out, and you can't keep a running back who's got a gazillion carries on him and not have it work. Like if this thing doesn't work, if Tannehill goes full-on Nick Foles here and Henry – falls apart in the next couple of years, it's over at Tennessee. Everybody's gone. Like, that's how the NFL works. I know people say, oh, there's no way they'd fire Vrabel. Yeah, give it two, seven, and nine seasons and see what happens. Like, believe me, teams move on quickly. So, look, I think they should have tagged him, and they should have given Henry their best offer and said, look, take it or leave it. You're you're a running back who's got a lot of carries on you. We'll move on if we have to. I would have signed Jack Conklin. You know, maybe tried to keep Logan Ryan if they could afford it and tag Tannehill. But they went for broke, and we're going to see if it works out. But that is a big, big bet on a guy who the Dolphins gave up on a year ago. Who sits in a room and looks at $30 million a year for t- Ryan Tannehill and $20 million for Teddy Bridgewater for less years and makes that decision? I mean, bet on yourself, Tennessee. You proved that you could put a quarterback in your system and they could have success as long as it wasn't Marcus Mariota. Like, don't – I like. Uh, you don't have to convince yourself that you made some genius trade. I, I would bet more on the people around and, and think about who could have stepped in there and made a lot less of a long-term play. But that that's just me. I, I thought that the Titans were completely out of their mind. Uh, and and credit, by the way, you went out and you traded for him. You stuck him in there, and he was successful. And it was an exciting season. But, you know, sometimes you got to know when to – 
I don't know, cut your losses. Or in your case, Matt, I think it's a, a great point. Just tag him, man. Give him a year. Let's see if let's, I mean, let's play it out. That, that's what I I just I think the year would have been plenty. And you know what? The tag matters to a lot of different teams. And the next item we have the Dallas Cowboys. Look, they grossly mismanaged everything uh, in terms of their situation. And you know, you look at they signed the Mari Cooper five years, hundred million dollars. And I I just don't get it. I don't understand for the life of me. Now, I get why they signed him. So let me refresh. I get why they signed him because they gave up first round pick a year and a half ago and they had no choice. They could they would look like fools if they let him walk. But had they have managed this right, what should have happened is they should have signed Dak last year, right? They should have signed Dak last year to 30, 32 million dollars, would have been fine. And then they could have tagged Cooper, maybe even kept Byron Jones. Now the Cowboys have lost Byron Jones. They have lost Robert Quinn. Okay. They've, they've signed Cooper for an exponentially larger number than they should have had to sign him for. Never should have gotten it. He, look, Cooper's a nice player. He's not worth five years, $100 million. There's no way. Does anyone in the world think he's a top 10 receiver? That That's why you just have to get out in front of things. And the Cowboys have been an absolute disaster of an example of how not to. Well, do we want Dak or do we not want Dak? Well, let's play it all out. Now let's give him the exclusive tag. And we're still working on a deal, and we're going to pay him. We're going to end up paying Amari Cooper way the hell over value. And then you don't. And then you you back yourself into the corner as you're just saying, and you don't know. Well, if we don't do it, then what's our best option? And you're yep. afraid to go down that road. So this all started when Zeke went to Cabo last summer, and Jerry panicked, and Jerry paid him six years, ninety million bucks, biggest contract ever for a running back, and I'm guessing it's going to be for a while. Okay. That contract is a disaster. And most important to note, they had two years left on that deal with Zeke. Jerry Jones should have told him, you know what? You work on your tan. You have a nice time because we're going to extend Prescott. We don't care. What was Zeke going to do? Is he going to sit out the whole year? Right. Well, that wasn't going to happen. He would have been back after a game or two. He'd have been fine. He would. There's no way they should have given him that contract, but they did it. And now they're paying the piper in a lot of ways because Prescott, by the way, he is just going to wait until Mahomes signs. He's going to wait till Mahomes signs. He's going to wait till Watson signs. Now the new CBA is in place, and he's going to see Watson get thirty-six to thirty-eight million. He's going to see Mahomes get forty, and he's going to go great. I want thirty-eight million bucks. And it's the whole thing is a disaster for Dallas. Knowing who has the leverage in life is a very, very key skill. And sometimes it's confusing and sometimes it's not and in the Cowboys case with the seat that you're bringing up they had the leverage what's he gonna do where's he gonna go go ahead and sit out we'll start winning games without you and yes we need you too Zeke we will be better without you but we're not gonna you're, you're not in control here we are and, and that's and they had the leverage and they didn't you're it just didn't make any sense at the time let's do in or out Matt Bertram we got so, four topics in our in or out uh let's see here the the Baltimore Ravens have done enough to catch the Chiefs, in or out? Uh, out only because I think the Chiefs still have one five and nobody else does. But I think they've gotten themselves much better. I'll, look, I'll put it this way. okay? I think the Ravens and the Chiefs right now, and I think the Chiefs are 1A, but I think the Ravens are 1B. I think they're right there. And and. I think the Ravens are the only team right now that has any shot in hell of beating Kansas City in the AFC. I don't think anybody else has a prayer in hell of going in there and beating them. I, and that's this almost reminds me. Now, look, we got the draft to go and more free agency to go. But right now, right this second, and you'll know what I'm talking about. This almost reminds me of when the Cowboys Niners in the 90s, they were so much better than everybody else in the NFC that it was like, yeah, okay, that's great. That's nice. The Vikings are good with, you know, with Rich Gannon. But, like, they, they have no shot. I look at it like that. So I think the Ravens, I, I'm in on the on the idea that they're good enough to beat the Chiefs, but I don't think they're. Con- you should consider them better because, A, one team just won the Super Bowl, and, B, the other, you know, they have Mahomes. But, yeah, man, the Ravens are they're right there. That defense is nasty now at Brockers and, and Calais Campbell. Right, and I think, you know, obviously they're still having nightmares of Derrick Henry just steamrolling down the field. So what do we got to do to fix this? And we're also betting that – we're going to get even uh, even more ferocious offensively, which is possible. Lamar, you know, let's, let's not say, ain't somebody who doesn't have even more room to improve. 
So I, I, I look at it like this is awesome. So I'm in. Uh, I don't that at least they're on the the level. Now, I'm not saying they're passive, but to catch them, okay. uh, I, I I I think this is really mm-hmm. exci- exciting. Go ahead. Do you see the AFC the same way I do? I do. I do. Um, barring, you know, we st- we still have some time left here as to what's going to happen and where Brady goes, and I, I'll allow myself to get super excited about that if it if it does go if he does end up with the Chargers. But that's a that's. You know, they're obviously still chasing. I'm not going to make the Chargers the favorite uh, in the West, even be on, on the level with the Chiefs. But for right now, I wanted to. No, no question about it. And Houston's obviously taking a big step backwards. I'll um, tell you what, man. I, I think the third best team in the conference right now, today, might be Buffalo. Yeah, I saw you tweeting about Buffalo. You're uh, that's that's fair. Uh, if, and, and there's another guy that has room to get better with. Yeah, and, has and he has more. To. Yeah. So and Josh Allen. All right, let's go. The Vikings. Uh, they screwed their guy Kirk Cousins, who they just gave more money to with the Stephon Diggs trade. Uh, in or out? I, they got they got a lot of value for Stephon Diggs, who they don't did. miss. But but that was I I couldn't believe how much they got. Go ahead. They did. They did get a lot for him. But I'm in on this because look, they now it's so much easier to defend them. Now they'll probably use one of those picks on a receiver. But this is the same group that drafted Laquan Treadwell a few years ago, and that went bust big time. So, prove to me you know how to do it. Now, people always get excited about draft picks. Oh, they got these picks. Oh, okay, that's great. Are they going to be good players? Because they, they got to be good players. So, you just traded a really good player. Like, the Bills probably figured, screw it. We were going to draft a guy in the first round anyway as a receiver. Now we just have digs. We know he's good. So, like, I, if I'm Cousins, I'm pissed. I'm absolutely pissed. You got Thielen, who now is going to just get doubled all the time. And who else? I mean, Cook's a terrific back, but you, you know, no, nobody's winning these days by running the ball 40 times a game. So, yeah. Now, on the flip side, I will say this. To defend, while I am in on this, I, I will say with the Vikings, you got to get tired of the crap after a while with Diggs. Always on with the drama on social media. Like, after a while, you're like, you know what, man? Why don't you go live in Buffalo? Why don't you go enjoy that? Like, I, I just, I do think they just wore thin on it, but I, I do think they hurt Cousins, and, and there's no question about it, in my opinion. Yeah, look, uh, the the part about Stefan Diggs being a little bit of a pain in the ass uh, is true, and I really like Stefan Diggs' personality. I mean, I, I'm a little biased because he sat with us at the Super Bowl, and I just enjoyed talking to him, but end of the day, I still think he's a winning player, and to this particular question, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I don't give a rat's patoot. Thank you very much. If uh, what we got for Diggs in the future, I want to be able to throw to him now. So um, I am in on, on what the Vikings have done in the, in the short term with trading Stephon Diggs. The Indianapolis Colts, Matt Bertram, are a playoff team with Phillip Rivers. Are you in or out? Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I don't think he's good anymore. I I don't think he's any better than Jacoby Brissett. In fact, I think he might be worse than he throw 25 picks. Now, He's got a good offensive line in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, and by the way, this is assuming he goes there. Jason Lock and Forrest, CBS Sports reported that they were basically a done deal. Um, hasn't been official yet, but assuming he goes there, look, I, I think their potential is slightly higher, like their ceiling's higher. If Rivers has a really good year, then yeah. But if Rivers played like he played last year with the Chargers, I, I, I just don't see it. And I, I think it's tough for me. To, I don't think they're as good as the Titans in that division. It does help that the Texans are run by Bill O'Brien, but I still think the Texans are better, even though I don't think the Texans are good. I could see the Colts sneaking in in our new NFL playoff format as the last team in the AFC. I I don't want to say too many nice things about Phillip Rivers as to what he is now, but for his career, huge fan of Phillip Rivers. And mainly, even right now, he's not, and he never has been, but the dude will put his own numbers in peril to try to make the team successful. And there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that won't do that. Phillip is not afraid to throw interceptions and probably has thrown a little too many in his career overall. But at the end of the day, it's 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 actually helped him have what's going to turn out to be a Hall of Fame career. This is uh, an interesting landing spot for him. Can he get the Colts into the playoffs? I, I, I'm actually I'm in on the Colts sneaking in as maybe your last AFC playoff team. So that means that I'm I'm in on, on our on our third topic on our in or out. Colts are a playoff team with Philip Rivers. Part of that is my heart rooting for a guy to have a nice ending 
uh, to his career. Let's do it with the Browns. Let's wrap up here, Werner. And the Browns will actually, their moves will actually pay off this time. Cleveland has had an active uh, free agency period. Do you, do you buy into the Browns, in or out? Out until they prove otherwise. I, look, I, I, I like Cooper as a player, and I like Conklin a lot. So I'm in on the moves in terms of I think they're good players. But I just need to see the Browns do it. You know, I, I think, you know, the Browns, I'm not criticizing either one of the decisions they, they made to sign these players, but I just, I'm sick and tired of being up, up and down on the Browns. Look, win games. Because to me, this comes down to, are you still, are you in or out on Mayfield? And I'm out yep. on Mayfield until proven otherwise. I think the kid's got a lot of talent. And I do like that I haven't heard from Baker Mayfield this offseason. That's a stark difference in last offseason. So I do like that. And I'm actually rooting for the Browns. Look, the Browns have great fans, iconic franchises. I love history. Like, I, I hope the Browns are good. Uh, and I think Stefanski's a, a a good choice as a head coach. I worry a little bit that Kubiak didn't go with him because I know from talking to people that Kubiak was a big reason that offense was so good this year. But I still I still think Stefanski's a smart guy. But I'm out right now. They got to show me something. So before I address Cleveland, uh, I just want to say that Jimmy Graham got nine million and Austin Hooper got ten and a half. If I was the Chicago Bears, I would have paid the ten and a half for a million and a half more. For Austin Hooper, who can still play, uh, so I lo- but I love that signing for Cleveland. Does he cure Baker Mayfield? The answer to be on that is no. I'm out on Mayfield. I to me, he's closer to Johnny Manziel than he is to a viable quarterback in the league right now. Um, I don't think that that personality changes overnight. I don't care if he's quiet in the offseason. I, I, I guess it's a, a valid point by you, Matt, that we haven't. If you compare offseasons, okay, fine, but. I'm I'm not a buyer on Baker. I'll have to. It's going to have to be a whole solid season of performance where I'll go there. And if you don't have a quarterback, you can't get in the playoffs. So these moves are actually paying off. I I I am out uh, that Cleveland has has turned the corner in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I guess there's three percent of me that will allow that Baker could turn his career and the franchise around. But that's that seems like an awful long putt right now. Let's let's wrap up with our looking forward. Uh, biggest under the radar story in free agency so far, uh, Matt Burham, you want to give credit to the Washington Redskins? I, I do. You know, now look, <laughs> this could have been a different topic if they had given Amari Cooper a hundred million dollars, like they reportedly were trying to. Uh, I would not have been a fan of that move, but I think they've been smart. You know, the Redskins tagged Brandon Sheriff, who's a really good guard, who's a homegrown product. They haven't panicked into trading Trent Williams for some 10 cents in the dollar thing. They went out. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24 7. Mm hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Got Kendall Fuller, who they actually traded to the Chiefs uh, when, they, when the Alex Smith deal went down. They got him back four years, $40 million, which is reasonable. He's a good corner. He's a good safety, so he provides some versatility. I think the Redskins have done a nice job, quietly. They haven't done anything crazy. They got rid of the Josh Norman and the Jordan Reed deals. But none of this is going to make them an 11-5 and team this year. But Ron Rivera is showing that they have an adult in that building. And I think all of a sudden, the Redskins are acting like a competent team and not a, a drunken frat boy at a strip club just throwing fistfuls of cash at anything that walks by. So for my answer here, Matt Burham, let me ask you a question. Who do you think right now is the best team in the NFC? In the NFC? Uh, oof. Uh, that's, that's really I, what I was looking for. That oof is exactly where I'm going. Who do you got? See, I'll nobody really jumps to mind, which is my answer here. Yeah, I think I'll it's, say the Saints. Like, right. Still- That's, see, I think Drew Brees coming back to New Orleans is huge. The NFC right now, to me, is wide open. Yep. And if you, if you had not brought Brees back, what the hell would be going on in New Orleans? And maybe it'd be Teddy. But let's, if I'm New Orleans, and I, I know he's obviously near the end here, but let's roll it back. Let's believe in the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and let's see it happen again. Uh, long way to go to get all the way back there. But I think that move hasn't really gotten a whole lot of 
you know, it, they didn't do what the New England Patriots, for whatever reason, couldn't figure out. Drew Brees back to the Saints, to me, puts them right there in the conversation, have ended up back in that Super Bowl. So I'll, I'll say New Orleans um, as we wrap on up here. Huge story day, Matt Graham, with Tom Brady leaving New England. Uh, your guess is the Bucks. I said the Chargers. You want to throw a wild card in there as we wrap up? Uh, Dolphins. Okay. All right. Fair enough. It's been a hell of a start to our free agency period, one that we didn't think we were going to be doing from your Hall of Fame room and uh, the Matt Bernaram Hall of Famer. Is that what you named that room, by the way? It's my office. There's no name. (laughs) No name. But it it, it needed it because I've had sports uh, memorabilia I've been collecting for about 25 years. So it's about time it has a good place. There you go. All right. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Tell a friend. Stack in the box every other Tuesday in our off season right now. Verna, great to be with you today. Enjoy the rest of your NFL free agency. Thanks a lot, Carm. Thanks to all the listeners. Take care. Stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.